because the reality is most people don't want to change. They, they think that if they can do things in their current environment, that they'll still find success and then they'll show everyone. But the reality is sometimes you have to take a surgical scalp to your, to your life. Sometimes saving your life means surgery. Welcome to the Build My Online Store podcast, where we discuss everything and anything about running an online store. If you like the podcast, sign up for the mailing list to get news and updates at buildmyonlinestore.com. And now, here's your host, Terry Lynn. Welcome to episode 61 of the Build My Online Store podcast. I'm your host, Terry. And this week, I've got James Altucher from jamesaltucher.com. He's a best-selling author, entrepreneur, former hedge fund manager, and just super smart guy with a great blog that I think you'll learn a lot from. And so he recently came out with a book called Choose Yourself. So today, we're going to talk about some topics and what advice he gives for people that either feel stuck in a job or are just not sure where to go in life. And so I think his blog you know, has some great posts. Uh, some of them are very, very honest. Uh, some of them might rub people the wrong way, but I think definitely he's a very smart guy, and you'll learn a lot from him in today's episode. And so for some news and updates, uh, I did it. I left my job last Friday, and so uh, after a year and a half trying to figure this stuff out, uh, I realized that at some point you just have to trust your gut. Uh, that you're onto something. And so bringing James on the show this week is kind of symbolic in that, you know, I took this leap myself and that's what he always talks about kind of on his blog and you'll see in a few minutes. And so uh, it's kind of scary and exciting at the same time. Um, you know, as you heard in the beginning, James said, most people are scared of change and sometimes saving your life means surgery. So that's what I did. And so as far as what will happen here, uh, this allows me to focus more on buildmyonlinestore.com and also work on my own e-commerce store that I've, uh, I'll talk about later. So I'm um, definitely looking to expand this beyond a podcast. So stay tuned. You know, there was only so much I could do working 12 hours a day, uh, maybe occasionally an hour and a half during lunch, and then also three or four at night before, you know, I just couldn't have any time and brain power. So I realized that, you know, you just got to take the leap and, you know, see where this goes. And, you know, like they say, one door closes, a lot of them start opening. And so, uh, yeah, I'll keep you guys posted on what happens. So uh, someone also asked me about part three of the blog post on how I sourced a product overseas in China, uh, whether I'm going to do a Kickstarter or what I'm going to do next. So uh, just to kind of give you guys an update, uh, right now what I'm doing is I'm doing some blogger outreach in terms of fashion bloggers, style bloggers. I realize there's a big crowd of kind of these online websites dedicated to uh, like tailored suits, accessories, uh, like men's gear, kind of this gadget stuff. And so really, I think it's where the audience is that I'm targeting, kind of the very New York, uh, Washington, D.C. culture, kind of your investment bankers, lawyers, politicians that are really uh, like the products I make, which is uh, basically high-end leather accessories that have a customizable angle. Uh, and that they're kind of a very new, hip, modern brand. So uh, we'll see where this goes, but definitely these relationships don't just happen overnight. And so I'll talk about my outreach strategy and the results in part three of the post. So this will post will probably come out in, say, I think another two or three months, so definitely uh, it'll still take some time. So if you're interested in hearing about that, uh, do sign up for the mailing list, so I'll let you know once it's out, uh, buildmyonlinestore.com, and so you don't miss anything. And so before we get into this week's episode, uh, this episode is also brought to you by audible.com. Uh, Audible is the world's biggest audiobook directory, so if you like this podcast, you're probably like an audio learner myself. Uh, it's very convenient. 
And when I'm on the subway train, you know, in the car or on the airplane, just to have something to keep me company and so I can make use uh, this time. So if you don't have an account, uh, they do give you a free 30-day trial. Uh, if you sign up for the link, buildmyonlinestore.com slash audible, they give you a free audiobook upon sign up. And so I think if it's your first time, uh, definitely check out James's book, uh, Choose Yourself. That's the one I listened to. And I bought it because A, it was narrated by him. And so that's probably the biggest one because some books that are not by the original author, the feeling is not there. And so I finished this a couple of months ago. Definitely something I recommend, especially after you hear our conversation today. He's a super smart guy and I think there's a lot to learn from him. So let's just get into this week's episode and uh, we'll see you guys there. All right, so today I've got James Altucher from jamesaltucher.com, also author of Choose Yourself on the show. And so, James, for those who may not know who you are, uh, you know, who are you and what do you do? Well, I, I'm a human being and <laughs> I do a lot of different things. I've, I've started some businesses. I've been a day trader. I've been a writer, a little bit all over the place, which is part of my, I, I suppose you call it message, which is everyone thinks that they have like this single one uh, purpose in life or goal or thing that they were meant to do. And if that's true, then I still have not found my purpose in life. And I have a tendency to try everything. I think a good thing to do is to explore many things in life because we only get we only get one chance at this. Yeah, I understand you recently came out with a book called Choose Yourself. And I understand it was called the Choose Yourself Economy before you changed it. Well, actually, I was going to call it the Choose Yourself Era. I had a hard time saying the word era. It sounded like error. And then other people were confused about the title. They kept saying, "Are you? is this like an archaeological book? Like it's an er- you know, it has the word era in it. So I did a test on Facebook. I picked 10 different titles and I made Facebook ads with each title. And then I watched which ad people would click on the most. By far, the one that people clicked on the most was called Choose Yourself. Uh, number two, and that was by far. Number two was Pick Yourself. And number three was the Choose Yourself Era. So I, I picked the, the right title. Gotcha, gotcha. And so what's the whole premise behind the book and the concept? Well, two premises really. One is that it really doesn't feel good to be in a situation where someone else has to choose you in order for you to succeed. So if someone has to choose you for a promotion in order for you to be happy, or if someone has to choose you to be, you know, their husband or wife in order for you to be happy, or let's say if someone has to choose you to publish their your, your book, uh, that feels pretty miserable. The idea is to figure out how to put yourself into a situation where you could choose yourself to be happy and you set the odds in your favor no matter what the situation is. And so, but then the other thing is, is that this is not only for your benefit, but it's it's sort of mandatory now. Like the economy, you know, we lived in this kind of artificially safe economy for many years where we thought, oh, if we just get a good job and if we get a college degree, then we'll be chosen for success. But the reality is, it's just not true. So it's very hard to be chosen for uh, success in today's economy because you can't trust the corporations. 
you can't trust your college degree to help you. Nothing's going to work that you previously thought was going to be safe. And do you still get a lot of pushback when you tell people this? Yes. Everybody insists, no, my college, you know, for instance, everybody quotes the statistic. If you have a college degree, you make more money 20 years later than if you don't have a college degree. Or everyone has anecdotal evidence that buying a home is a great way to be happy and successful. Or people say, well, I've got to pay my bills, don't I? So I've got to work for a corporation. Not everyone's an entrepreneur. Even though I don't suggest that everyone should be an entrepreneur, you know, I just simply say people are systematically getting fired from their job. I'm not saying capitalism is over. I'm saying the age of corporatism is over. So it's no longer the case that the standard American dream, get a college degree, buy a house, have a safe corporate job, it's no longer the case that that's actually safe. What will end up happening is most likely is at some point you'll get into massive debt, you'll go bankrupt, you'll get fired, and you'll be depressed and unhappy, which is why most of the United States is on antidepressants right now. You have to find other ways to choose yourself and to be happy. And so I give a, a methodology, which is not necessarily financial or economic. You, it, often in, to be happy, you have to start from inside of yourself and choose yourself on the inside First, you can't rely on money to make you happy, for instance, or a good job. You have to be healthy first. You have to sleep well. You have to surround yourself around positive, loving people. You have to constantly come up with ideas that are fresh and new. You have to be grateful for the things in your life that you have. So these things are all important, and it's what I call the daily practice, those four things I mentioned, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, every day, making sure you check the box on those four things. And that's how you choose yourself to be happy. Once you choose yourself, then the rest follows. Definitely. And one thing I realized is that throughout history, like there's been these pivotal moments where as observers, we see, oh, how could these people not see that? Like, do you think this is what we'll see? Like, say, in like, you know, 20, 30 years from now, like people say, gosh, this was such a great time to choose yourself, be an entrepreneur. Like, how could people like not see it back then? Yeah, I think I think now things are have gotten better than ever for a choose yourself economy just because uh, the internet makes it so that you and I right now are both, you know, it's the middle of the day, we're both talking from our homes and we can work from our home offices in many cases. The internet, you know, solves thousands of technology needs and communication needs and networking needs and e-commerce needs. We live in the ideal economy right now and the ideal technological society where the tools are all at our disposal and they're pretty cheap and they're getting cheaper for us to either start businesses or sell our own goods or do whatever we want really. You can't overnight expect your life to change. It, it is just like just like someone who wants to get in shape, if they're, if they're out of shape, it doesn't happen overnight. But you know, if you exercise and do this daily practice, what I call the daily practice for a solid six months, you'll be in good enough shape to figure out what you want to do next in your life. And, and it, I can guarantee you it won't involve working in a cubicle. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I was just saying earlier, uh, I'm actually leaving my job in about two weeks. And so one thing I realized is that like, Although it's still a couple of weeks away, like sometimes I'll be happy, sometimes I'll be scared, and this roller coaster is absolutely huge. And like, do you still go through this even though you've been at this for, you know, like decades? Yeah, all the time. And particularly when I first made the jump from corporatism to being on my own, that was really scary. I was very scared all the time and it was it was stressful. But what you what you begin to realize is that all of your stressful thoughts are not really true. Like they're not going to happen. Most of the things that I've ever worried about in my life never happen. I'm a 
Uh, it turns out I and probably most people are poor predictors of the future. And uh, if you're a poor predictor of the future, then why bother worrying about the future? Because you're not going to predict it right. So, you know, I was worried, for instance, I was going to go bankrupt as soon as I left my job. Well, I didn't, even though I was worried constantly about it. And it was just it was just useless to have that kind of worry. It was a waste of time because you can't make peace with war. You know, peace makes peace. So if you want to have a peaceful life, it has to start from the inside with, with peaceful thoughts. And that's the way, if, if you're stressful and anxious, you're not going to be creative and motivated and, you know, ready to succeed in life. Now, it's one thing, like I find it, like let's say I'm about to give a talk or have a meeting. I find it's good to have a little bit of so-called stress, like constructive stress, where I say, okay, I've got to get these 10 things done so I'm prepared for the meeting. But if I start thinking, oh no, I'm going to fail at this meeting, that's a very bad, it, it's, it's not true, first of all. I have no idea of how I could predict that. And it's a useless thought. So, so having a daily practice where it's a combination of everything, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, having that practice helps you. It's like practicing avoiding those stressful thoughts. Yeah. And you have a practice where uh, every day you write 10 ideas. And I've tried this. It's really, really hard just to get like five sometimes. And my, like I wake up and then my mind just starts grinding and then I kind of sit there. But <laughs> like, does it come easy for you now? Now that you've been doing it? Yes, it, it does come easy for me. I mean, but again, it's a daily practice. Like, it's sort of like, let's say, again, you, you work out in the gym. You won't say, okay, I've done it. I'm in shape. Now I never have to work out again. Nobody ever says that uh, and, and remains healthy. You have to work out every day. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about working out. I'm t talking about this daily practice. You have to do it every day or else you slip back into old habits. My old habits are to be wake up and be stressed about my day or angry about the people who have hurt me or regret some things I've done in the past. All of these things are imaginary. Like you're either time traveling in the future, which is useless, or you're time traveling in the past. And you know, regretting something that happened in the past will never help you in the present moment. So it's always practice to stay in the present and to focus on what you can do now. That's the most effective thing you can do. Yeah, and one thing I realized now that you bring this up is that like kind of like business and choosing yourself, like a lot of it is a process, not like an event, right? Like I think the event is like, hey, uh, I'm going to quit my job. But the process is actually having this practice every day, uh, working on something that I enjoy and building something of value. Yes. The only thing that's important is the process. So if you continue to do all these things every day, then the right things will work out for you. You'll have the right ideas. You'll know how to execute on them. You'll feel grateful for what you have. You'll start to avoid negative thoughts like regrets or anxieties. You won't completely eliminate them. It's not an on-off switch. It's more like a dimmer. So you'll learn how to, how to use the dimmer that you have access to in your brain. And, uh, you know, in, in, in doing so, that's how you choose yourself for success. And I understand choosing yourself also means kind of like improving your self-education, improving yourself. And kind of a lot of goes with letting go of like your old life scripts that people tell us to. So, you know, for someone who's just going to start this step, like how would they, you know, what resources would you advise they consume besides your blog, obviously, like to kind of re-educate themselves for a choose yourself there? Well, I don't know if I would recommend any resource. Again, it always starts from the basics. Are you getting enough sleep every night? Like that's the first question you should ask. And it seems like that's an odd thing. I'm not talking about 
buy this stock or do this to build uh, a new online business. But are you getting enough sleep? Are you spending your time with people who love you and who you love? Are you grateful for what you have? Are you putting aside the time every day to write down 10 new ideas? Not ideas necessarily that are gonna make you millions of dollars, but any 10 ideas, just to exercise that idea muscle. You know, it's like anything else. If you don't exercise your leg muscles, within two weeks, you won't be able to walk. You'll need physical therapy to walk again. And it's the exact same thing with the idea muscle. If you don't have ideas for just a week or two, like new ideas for just a week or two, your idea muscle will have atrophied. So, and it takes a good amount of quote unquote physical therapy to get your idea muscle back in shape again. So you have to make sure you're, you're always stepping back to the basics and doing what you can. And then the right things, the natural things will happen. You'll know what to do. You'll know one thing you can do, one, one idea you can do when you're writing your list of ideas is one day, what are all the things I was excited about when I was six years old? Often these are the seeds of what you might be excited about now, but you never thought, you, were never, you never gave yourself permission to be excited about them in a business sense. So that's one idea. Another thing is what are some of the articles you've read in the past year that you thought were really fascinating? Maybe you read an article about, I don't know, motorcycles that you thought was fascinating and there might be some business out of that. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a motorcycle riding by your house now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Could be a train. Oh no, you know what it is? It's a train. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I, I, live in I live in between a river and train tracks. Awesome. But like going back to what you're saying, it sounds so ridiculously simple, right? Like just getting enough sleep, you know, surrounding yourself with people, uh, you know, you like, you enjoy. But it's really these foundations that you need at a base level, right? Yeah, because think about it. Let's say if you do the opposite of what I'm recommending, you don't sleep well, you don't hang out with people who are inspiring to you. Uh, you don't uh, come up with ideas every day. So you let your idea muscle atrophy and you're not grateful for the things in your life. How are you going to be successful? You know, I have people write to me who say, James, I'm following the ideas in your books and I've come up with ideas. And then when I, when I show these ideas to my friends, they just laugh at me and put me down. And I say, well, are you following, you know, what I recommend? And they say, yeah, I've been doing the daily practice now for 10 days. And I said, well, in my book, I said, try it for six months. And I, can't, I, I know for myself, my life completely changes every single six months. It's almost like 100% different every six, six months. And I said, you haven't been doing it then for, you've only been doing it for 10 days. So that's not enough to really exercise the idea muscle or get in shape or whatever. And finally, you're hanging around with people who are putting you down all the time. How, how are you gonna succeed if, if everybody around you is putting you down all the time? Oh, and he mentioned they're all like alcoholics and drug addicts. You can't succeed in that environment. And then I never heard from that guy again. Because the reality is most people don't want to change. They, they think that if they can do things in their current environment, that they'll still find success and then they'll show everyone. But the reality is sometimes you have to take a surgical scalp to your, to your life. And if you want to, if you want to save your life, you know, sometimes saving your life means surgery. It doesn't mean just a massage. Yeah. And it makes me go on the point where like our environment are actually much more powerful than we think it is right on our daily lives and kind of our mental health too. Sure. That's why, you know, it's a nonstop debate, you know, nature or nurture. Does that form a child's personality? And the answer is really unknown. It's probably both. 
but certainly nurture has a big effect on what kind of people we are. And that doesn't mean just for children, it means for adults also. If I'm constantly around people who are making fun of me, it's gonna certainly change my view of myself fairly quickly. You know, even if I'm, you know, a mature adult. Yeah, so what is it like for you now, now that you've exercised your idea muscle for so many years? Like, do you just wake up and then 10 ideas instantly pop out? Or how does that process work for you now? I do have to say, like, it really works really well. Like, and I'm not even bragging, but I'm an idea machine. Like, I come up with ideas all the time. Now, let's say you're in a gym again. I'll use the gym example. You know, maybe at first you can't bench press 100 pounds. But once you can bench press 100 pounds, it doesn't really exercise your muscles anymore to cut, to just exercise, uh, to just bench press 100 pounds. You have to constantly make the weight higher and higher. So often I have to challenge myself with ideas that really are hard for me. So I do that constantly to to exercise my idea muscle. So what do you mean with ideas that are hard for you, just to go a little deeper? Well, for instance, easy for me might be um, coming up with 10 business ideas, but hard for me might be coming up with 10 ideas for science fiction novels or something like that. You know, I, I always try to take myself out of my comfort zone. I see. And one thing I noticed about comfort zone is that the stuff you post on your vlog, like, are you scared when you press publish sometimes that some of this stuff is too personal or? Yes, I've I've lost friends over uh, stuff. I Every day I get hate mail and I don't even understand. Sometimes people get really offended by some of the stuff I write, even though I don't think anything I've written is offensive, but uh, some people do. You know, then it becomes an exercise for me uh, to, not react to somebody who has mental issues or is too negative. Everything's practice. Practice for what? I don't know, but it's it's practice. We're getting ready for something. So you could say your muscle to deal with kind of like haters online has been strong, so strong over the years too, I guess. Oh yeah, I've had 10 years of experience dealing with people hating me online. I mean, of course, a lot of people like me online too, but I have to take the good with the bad. Like, I don't get too excited when somebody likes me and I don't get too uh, excited when someone hates me. It's very important too, not to get excited too much if somebody really loves something I've written because I don't wanna just limit myself thinking, oh, if I write this, so-and-so is gonna love what I write. Like, I have to always be open to writing about anything. Because sometimes if you get that feedback, you would kind of start writing stuff that's similar to that content, right? And then yeah, and kind of your compass gets lost, I guess. Yeah, because I write about many different things. Like, sometimes my stuff takes on a self-help bent. Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's more just personal stories. Every single time, if I write a personal story, someone will write to me, I wish you would write more self-help stuff. If I write something where I'm optimistic, someone will write to me, I wish you would write something that was more about being depressed or pessimistic. So I can't please anybody all the time. So I try to ignore all emails, basically. Mm -hmm. So how do you decide what content to write nowadays then? If you're trying to ignore all this feedback and stay like kind of true to yourself? Um, just whatever occurs to me when I sit down to write. You know, or sometimes if I'm writing for, a, uh, if I'm doing a guest post for a site, like let's say I write for TechCrunch, which is a technology entrepreneur site. I'm only gonna, I'm not gonna come up with ideas for medicine. I'll come up with ideas about entrepreneurship. And so I'll write, you know, whatever occurs to me there. Gotcha, gotcha, all right. And so just to wrap things up, you know, what do you see as the biggest challenge that people write to you when they're choosing themselves? And like, what's the biggest hurdle they can't overcome? The biggest hurdle is people feel stuck. And I get it because I have felt this way many times. They feel like, Life has been pretty bad, they're stuck at a job, they have to pay the bills, and they just don't know how to get unstuck. And I get it, I've totally been there many times. There's only really one answer, which is, 
to follow the advice in my book on making sure you take a step back and first ask yourself the questions, are you physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually healthy? And, and can you say that every day for six months? Because I guarantee, I, or I shouldn't guarantee, but I, I know for myself, it has always worked. And I've, it's not like I've come at it from a point of view of being successful and then more successful. I've been dead broke, on the ground, bankrupt, suicidal, no friends, no network, no connections. But doing this daily practice for six months and my life completely changed. Gotcha. And so what's one thing you would tell yourself uh, if you could go back to any point uh, in your life? Uh, nothing. I would change nothing in my life ever. Really? Wow, it's fascinating that. Because most people usually have, oh, I wish I told myself this when I was, you know, 15 or 22. But, but then I wouldn't be here talking to you. I, I uh, things would be completely different. I'm really happy right now. Yeah, that's right. We have to focus on the present. Right? Yeah, like I don't know what would have happened if anything was different. Like I, but I know right now I'm pretty happy, so it's all good. All right, so thanks for listening, everyone. You can find out more about James at his website, jamesaltature.com. You can also get his book online or through the audio version on our sponsor, Audible, uh, bellmyonlinestory.com slash audible. It's narrated by James himself. I highly recommend it. Uh, I listened to it uh, two or three months ago. And so, James, just to wrap things up, you know, for those in our audience who want to get in touch with you, uh, how else can we find you online? Um, the best place is probably my blog or uh, on Twitter. I'm at jaltature. Uh, A-L-T-U-C-H-E-R um, or uh, my book Choose Yourself is a is a great start Awesome I understand you have a weekly Q&A on Twitter right? what's what's that about? Yes every every Thursday on Twitter I do a Q&A Awesome and so just tweet you and then you'll tweet back I've actually you've actually answered a couple of my questions it's pretty cool so Oh good It's very fun very fun Alright James well thank you so much and uh, I guess we'll keep in touch Yeah thank you Terry thanks for having me on the show To get more information about running an online store, visit our website at buildmyonlinestore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast.